up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Welcome to Sounder Scuttlebutts. Uh, before we get started, I want to apologize to you, Cameron, and the, the the listeners for my selfish behavior the last episode. Kind of hoping for a loss so that for my birthday, oh. I can go to a Sounders match well, and celebrate. You got your with wish, my friends, and uh, yeah, I'm. I, I'll be honest. I was upset with the result, but it was immediately like excited to one i haven't been to a game in a couple months and two it's gonna be my birthday on thursday i'm gonna just postpone it one day because middle of the week sucks um friday night with the with the buds out at lumen cheering on the sounders for a playoff uh advancement sounds like a fun night to me anyway i'm aaron lingley and as always you are Cameron Collins, the international, wait, the, wow, I totally ruined the entire opening spiel, being selfish again. Um, <laughs> you're the president of the Alliance Council, the president of Gorilla FC, and the communications director for the Indep- Independent Supporters Council, Cameron Collins. What's up, my friend? Hey, hey, uh, not much, just, just going soccer crazy, man, these, these, uh, I firmly believe this is the best MLS playoffs has ever been. It's been so exciting and, and just so much action, and it's super fun. Yeah, well, why don't you just tell us, recap what's going on. Uh, catch me up. I've been not really paying attention to the other matches as much. Yeah. Um, so what's what's been going on besides our, our matchup? Well, we we recorded the, we are recording this on Tuesday the 7th. There's two matches today. Uh, in the second match, Orlando City beat Nashville one nothing to advance uh, to the wow. next round, two zero. Um, they uh, Nashville through the end of the season kind of fell apart, so they're out. Um, the exciting game though was Columbus at Atlanta. Final score four to two. Atlanta scored at the half to go up two to one, and then came out in the second half and. Should have gone up three one, on uh, this guy. So there was it was two on one. The goalie went to the guy with the ball. He passed it across the box to a wide open player. That all he had to do was touch it into the net, and the guy hit it with the inside of his foot, and it went over the top, like at an angle that I don't even know how it went over the top. Anything else? How far else away was he from the, the goal line? Uh, six feet, maybe. Oh, jeez. So in the, it was, in the penalty box? Yeah, he was or inside. In the, the, in the, in, in the, the six-yard box? Yeah, it, or just outside it. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, so, wow, okay. It is one of the worst misses I've ever seen. Uh, we, we, call, so, we, we don't call those sitters. We call them shitters. Shitters. <laughs> and I don't know who we are, but that's me. Yeah, so they, they ended up going up 4-1 to one and then allowed a late goal. Um, of course, as a Sounders fan, I'm rooting for Atlanta. To Atlanta yeah, we all should be. we would host them if we were to make it to the final. Uh, and, and what a, and what a matchup that would be! 
company can come back. Yeah. So that was a very exciting game. You know, um, Columbus is very, very, I mean, we've talked a little bit before, I think uh, earlier this season about their coach and the kind of tactics he uses. And so it's super exciting to see such a, a lively matchup, but of course, yes, please, please advance Atlanta. They're moving back to Columbus for their next match. Uh, there was one match yesterday, uh, Salt Lake versus Houston, and Salt Lake won 5-4 in penalties, and uh, it was 1-1 result, and uh, actually, uh, Zach McMath made a save for Salt Lake that they then said he was off the line, and then went and reviewed and decided he wasn't, and they gave him the save back. Oh, wow. So that was pretty exciting. Uh I'm sure we'll talk more about this, but LAFC knocked off Vancouver to win the series in a one nothing game to win two zero, and Sporting Kansas City. Wait, no, they they didn't they win two nothing. Uh, no, the final score in that game was one nothing, um, between Vancouver and LAFC. The, so when the when when the moment happened that we're going to talk about later, it was it was nil nil. No, it was one nothing. I believe that that goal was offsides. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Losers and uh, well, winners, I guess. Sporting KC beat St. Louis two to one to knock them off and advance to the next round. Yeah, how about that? Uh, that? That is the what number eight seed beating the number one seed. So that's exciting. Well, thank you for that recap. Yeah. Um, and of course we'll talk about the Sounders, but as usual, we will uh, get into some scuttlebutt. Um, we'll jump into the Discord here to see what people have dropped for us. Uh, link is in the show descriptions. Please join us. We had a, a newcomer who's been silent. Come talk to us. We want to put you on the show. Um, yeah, so join the Discord, and let's see what people are saying in the mailbag. We got, let's see if it non-Sounders related stuff, if there's any, because we will talk about that. Oh, okay. So let's let's go ahead and talk about Vancouver. We were just mentioning that. And you actually posted in there um, Vanny Sartini's response to what happened. So this, which I think is, is I'm starting to like this guy. I called him like a Muppet. Like literally he kind of looks like a Muppet. He's a silly looking guy and he's very animated. Um, but I'm starting to like him. Um, and I, I feel like I've, I liked Carl Robinson. Am I crazy? I thought no, he was yeah. a cool guy. Um, it's like, it's like for all the shitty managers Portland's had. There's like been the opposite for our other rival where I'm like, I kind of like him. Anyways, yeah, this, this guy I've liked for, for a bit now. He, he, he's just Sartini. very passionate. Yeah. He's just yeah. very passionate. Mm-hmm. And, and I like how outspoken he is about, you know, uh, you know, just human rights in general. Um, yeah. So first I'm going to open up my Ranier. Got some beer in my, in my stubby holders. Which, for new listeners to the show, a stubby holder is what Australians, right? Is that what we found out? Or New yeah, Zealand yeah. Australians call the like a, a koozie, a beer koozie, which I called a cozy in that episode. Um, a cozy is also it. correct. It's because I said it. So what happened here was, it's what ninety plus, right? It's like the ninety second or ninety third minute, and as you just clarified, it was one nil at that point. And was it a corner or just uh, a cross? But it was in the LAFC's defensive mm-hmm. uh, 18-yard box, right? Everyone's yep. up there. Goalkeeper's in the box, so it must have been a set piece. Um, corner or just a foul. And after basically the ball 
bounces around a little bit. It comes perfectly out towards a Vancouver player who's about at the top of the 18, just off to the left, maybe about 20 yep. yards out. And perfect, if you, perfect if you, line on goal. Yeah, so if you have, if you've seen this, I mean, there's not only does it come to him, but there's no one in the path of ball to net if he yeah. gets his volley off, which is very, very rare. <laughs> there's usually enough trees standing in your way, yeah, and he goes to wind really up. And I've watched this over and over again that the referee doesn't just like slightly bump into him; he like. He full on runs over, and like he was an LAFC player trying to prevent the, the guy yeah. from. Well, I mean, he wasn't looking right. He was looking. Yeah, over. he he needs to have better spatial awareness. He needs so it was especially not especially in that situation where right. there's all the bodies right. Just back up a little bit, get yeah. a field of view of everything. So bumps into the guy, falls down, knocks, knocks him over. Yeah, knocks him over, and then the ball proceeds to get into the possession of LAFC, who with uh, uh, Vela on a three on. One, I yeah, think, breakaway. There's yeah. one defender running back frantically. Mm-hmm. And as you just told us, I guess that was offside. I didn't and see. The reason that was offside was everyone, well, there's a defender back. Well, they it's scored. They scored, but it was offside. They scored, Should right. have said that, yeah. The, the, what people forget is there needs to be two defenders between you and the goal line when you make that pass. One of them is just always the goalkeeper. So in that oh, instance. really? Yeah. So in that instance, the goalkeeper's not back there, so there needs to be another defender. So that's why it ended wow. up being offside. And it's not a – I mean, I've seen that maybe one other time in my life in a game I've been watching where it was in the World Cup that happened one time on a uh, – I think on a corner kick where the goalie came out and was beyond and then someone hit it in, but there was no one there. Hmm. Because there's only one defender back. So – uh yeah it uh so so that goal actually didn't count but it killed the best chance for them to win. Yeah, and it, and that and that was a yeah like I said the the seas had parted for that volley yeah. and what a heartbreaker. Um, I have the tweet that you shared in the Discord up. Do you do you want to read it if you have it ready, or do you want me to read it? Oh yeah, I'm I'm happy to read it now. Okay, I I, I will say. Vancouver fans are acting like, I can't believe this happened to us. MLS refs are so terrible. It's like, have you watched MLS before? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe not that exact thing. And this is something I want to talk about when we get to our game. Because Sandals, bleh, Sounders fans were up in arms about this last game. And I thought this last game was way better refereed than the previous game where every single call was pretty much wrong. It just, there was more innocuous the previous time. Uh, innocuous? So, in, 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 oh, innocuous. Uh, so at the presser, Vanny started off saying, if referee Tim Ford ends up found floating face down in False Creek tonight, the cops might come looking for him. (laughs) Clarifying, he's not saying he'd do it, but everyone would think he had. (laughs) Now, the referees union responded to this. Oh, really? And called it inappropriate, threatening violence, and that it was over the line. Now... I could see that argument. He he obviously said it. I just I, they would come to me because it was such an awful call that they would or result that they would think that I had done it because I would be the obvious one. Uh, but more important to me, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm pro union, but if you but part of being in a union should be that you get rid of bad actors, and that's not something that happens in 
soccer refereeing. The MLS refs are so bad that I don't think the union has any place to stand on. Like, no. I mean, just like I, I, I don't like – I never understood that with police unions either because if I, if I see a bad lawyer, I want them out of my possession, profession because mm-hmm. they're giving me a bad name. Mm-hmm. So bad refs should be removed, and the MLS will not do that. I mean, obviously, this is in jest and not a serious. I mean, this, this is not the no, clearly violence like that does not happen to referees in 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 MLS. Uh, well, I mean, the murder. <laughs> but I will say there was know. one time where Richard, my seatmate, had to uh, prevent me from running on the field because I was so angry with the refs in a Portland match. And it wasn't. I don't and think you were going to put him face down in Green River. Yeah. 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 I was gonna blame it on uh, what's the name that Green River Killer guy? I don't I don't know his name. Ridgeway. Oh yeah, wow! I didn't even know. Very, that. <laughs> I very like just yeah. Ridgeway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think our referees need to be held accountable, but I mean by losing their jobs, not by violence. Violence is unacceptable. For sure. And I get the uh, rhetoric uh, being over the top, but uh, that, that was really, like you watch that and you're just like, what the hell? If that happened yeah. to us, it would be insane. You want to talk about more referee stuff with Pro? Oh, yeah. Um, I was about to post it in Discord, but Raze... Uh, Jose Raze. Jose Raze. Let me pull it up. Uh, posted a sequence of, of tweets, which is nice context for like kind of everything. I actually went and read the FC, FCC, the, the Cincy Beat Writers um, article that was sourced by Tom Bogert of The Athletic. But basically, the Queen City War Pigs. Now, what... I don't know. Are they part of the... Can, actually, before I get into that, can you explain what the Independent Supporters Council is for us all? Like, sure. I don't... Like, is it every supporter? I think you mentioned a couple Florida supporters groups. Is it just the main ones? Like, Yeah. Every... Um, so it's a collective or... I mean, it's kind of like a union, but we don't have any real power. Because uh, we can't speak on behalf, we can put pre- we can speak with the league on behalf of people, but we don't speak for them individually with their clubs. But uh, the idea is that um, supporters from all over the country or North America, not just the country, North America, can come together. And this is supporters from all levels, not just MLS. There's all levels of USL. There's NPSL, NWSL, uh, 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 in- and um, I think there is even a team from the the league below that. So uh, all you have to do is be a supporter group of a soccer team. It doesn't matter what level, uh, what gender or anything like that. And uh, the one way it does work though, is if there's multiple supporter groups for a specific team, you share your vote on whatever you're voting on. So like if, if, you know, I think LAFC has two or three groups in it, they only get one, they only get one vote. What do you have to vote on? Um, there's a front office of the year, TIFO of the year, uh, the, um, and these are just end of, end of year things. Is it like um, the screen actors guild for supporters groups? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, and then we vote like who can join, like people, when they apply, we, we have discussions and vote whether they can, yes, no provisional, which means you can join, but you're not a full member yet. Uh, and every MLS team is representative, but I think Orlando, uh, every MLS team ha- has at least one 
uh, supporter group who's a member. Now, Seattle, it's only Guerrilla FC. Um, so ECS isn't a member, but in Portland, like they only have one group. So they're, they're Timbers Army is a member. Okay. Are Quinn and FC have, war pigs? I, that's a really good question that I don't know. I should know the answer to, and I can probably look it up. Uh, but um, that's not a group I've heard of. But I also, one of our leaders uh, who was the uh, away travel guy, David, he's from uh, Cincinnati. So he deals directly with them so that I don't really interact with them because we need anything. He'll just go talk to his own. Are they like the primary supporters group? Do you know, like the, I don't think so. Okay. But 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 they are a supporters group. So yeah, absolutely. Well, thank, thanks for giving a little insight. Cause I've honestly, I've forgotten, but I mentioned it at the start of every show and I think it's been, I don't know, a full season since you, no, earlier this season, I think you, Right? Was this your first season as communications director, or were you there last year? Yeah, it was. It's, it'll be a year in January. Okay, yeah, it was like the first episode or something of this year that yeah, you mentioned. So anyway, two year, it's two year term, so, so I have another. Curious what your thoughts are on on their statement, and I will very, uh, I'll give a very short kind of synopsis of it. But basically, they're calling for an investigation into systemic bias by pro against Matt Miazga. So Matt Miazga got his third yellow card of. Wait, did and what was the result of that that matchup? Did they they lose out and no New, three matches? New York Red Bulls uh, had a chance to put it away twice in penalties and missed both of them and ended up losing. So since he's advancing, yes. or are they are they going to three? No, since he's advancing. Okay, so since he's advancing, but Miazga at the, this point in time, I presume, is suspended. Correct, because he got his third yellow card. Mm-hmm. Now he got his third yellow card. By going to the New York Red Bull supporters and doing a gesture, Matt Miazga went through their academy and played for them. Yeah. So what he said is he gave him the heart with his hand, which is completely reasonable and fine. So apparently referee post-match sees him go up, do a gesture, gives him a yellow card for it, ends up being his third. And he goes, reportedly, to the, the referee's room enters and in the statement from PSRA, a tweet, the Professional Soccer Referees Association, so the union that represents that's the, pro. That's the same group that responded to Vanny. Okay, so they were on a hot one. Um, they basically said that he, um, that a player, that a player, they didn't mention him, a player entered and was, was hostile and removed by security. That's, again, the, the, oh. the short version of that. Tom Bogert, of the athletic sources, the Cincy beat writer, and I freaking should probably put his name on there. My bad guy uh, wrote an article that I read, and it was actually the a source that he got, which I would trust, uh, was an FCC again Cincy uh, communications to either director or manager, just someone from the communications department, and walked him out and would like out force. So. You're not supposed to go in the room, yada, yada, yada. But the statement from the PSRA was pretty negative and like, oh, my God, we he almost attacked them, which seems over the top. And then Queen City War Pigs, not just because of that one instance or the three yellow cards, are, are asking for a full inv- – halt everything, like pause everything, review all yellow cards for the entire year. And prove that there is some bias towards Matt Miazga. 
I read it twice. The second time I read it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this as a joke. Are they just joking? Because no the second half of it is kind of like poking fun at themselves or the 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 founder of the the supporters group huh. for founding it, probably while drunk. Like that's what they said, and you know, wanted to do something where he talks about the club without without going on social media and having someone report it to his boss. So I don't know if it was a joke or not, but the fallout from Matt Miazga, you know, presumably it's Matt Miazga, right? Going into the the referee room and being hostile. Like, so the story I I think isn't what is interesting here. Now that you also say that it was PSRA who tweeted about Vanny Sartini is what the hell's going on with this union? And do you think it's a big deal? And like, what are your thoughts on this whole fiasco? Yeah. So the war pigs are not, not an IFC. The three Cincy groups are D and a shot, uh, hangar 95 and the Cincy pride. So shout out, shout out to all of them. They have four. Uh, at least. Yeah. Wow, Cause yeah. those three are members. Uh, you know, I know this in the fallout of that Miazga, has been repeatedly told by his team to stop reacting in certain ways. And he's gotten his yellow cards have been for uh, stuff like this, that were boneheaded, stupid things that he could have avoided. So I don't know if his team necessarily agrees. Um, I also think, well, yes, I, I think the PSP, PRSA, PSRA, PSRA. is overreacting uh, in some ways. Uh, I can remember a Superhawks game last year where one of our players after the Seattle's game, only professional basketball team. Yes. Yeah. Superhawks. One of our players was talking to the referee uh, after the game, complaining about something. Uh, and the refs know they should walk away. They know they shouldn't talk to him. Uh, and then, well, and so then it was done. And then one made a comment to him after that and said, Oh, you'll have to get kicked out next game or something like that. And of course, our player then got in his face and was like, you want to fight? Like, it was all inappropriate across the board. In the end, though, it doesn't matter. Miazga knows not to go in that room. By going in that room alone, he should be red carded for the next three matches because that could be viewed as a threat against the referee. So I, I don't have, regardless of how dumb he thought the, the reason mm-hmm. he got that card was, um, I don't think New York fans, why would New York fans, after Miazga scores the game-winning goal, uh, or whatever, be excited by him coming over and making a heart at them. Like, it's just unsafe to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. so well, I don't it was know. After the match, it wasn't like right yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. I would, still, I, I would assume. I mean, think of uh, why can't I think of like, like a, if Ozzy comes over and we play Atlanta, right? Like, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know what his celebration was actually. If did Matt Miazga score a game-winning goal? I don't. Uh, I, he or may have scored a goal during the game. I think that was okay. was that the first game that this happened, or was that no the second second game? Okay, I uh, he might have scored during the game. I don't know. I just know there was discussion on how they would take it. In the end, though, it doesn't matter to me because yeah. all because there's got you could have pet- petitioned the league. I mean, they don't usually overturn yellow cards first, which is stupid. You should be able to overturn yellow cards that are subjectively wrong. Um, but that's not how you deal with it. The way he dealt with it is not how how you deal with it. Yeah, and um, and I agree with you about the room. I mean, the, the PSRA might be overreactive, and, and I think it's inappropriate if they're saying thing he was hostile and he wasn't. 
Right. Right. There's but, one thing to go into the room, but also be cordial. But like, I would just like an explanation, please. He shouldn't I, go I, into I, the room, room, though. He, he shouldn't he, go in there at all. I, I agree with you. Them. And my point is, there should be a precedence set. Because I, yeah. I can't recall a time that our players gone into that room. I did, honestly didn't know they had. Of course, they have a room, but I've never really thought about it, right? Yeah, um, I don't. It was, it's, it's sacrosanct, right? You don't go you, in there. You have to penalize because down the line, if you know a player loses his shit, right, and is completely furious and has a hothead tendency and maybe violent tendencies, you know, knowing that there are no repercussions for going in that room other than maybe a slap on the wrist could be you know, setting a bad precedent. So I, I would understand that. Um, anyway, it's just interesting story. Interesting playoffs on and off the field, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty, yeah. And I mean, I think that's what it comes down to is he took, he was frustrated and took, made the wrong decision. You got to let your team handle that. Because uh, it, once it's in the books, they can't undo it. Yeah. Unless it's in the moment. Yeah. At that and, point, they should have had the, the coach come over, someone come over and deal with it. And to the, the statement by the Queen City War Pigs, I, I hope it's a joke because that's not a reasonable request in any way, and it's ridiculous. Uh, even as bad as pro referees are, you know, there isn't a, we're just going to give this guy a yellow card. To your point, he has, for lack of a better term behavioral issues he he earns these off more often than most players now you could make an argument and i don't that they're watching him more because he has a history of this but i don't think going back and reviewing anything changes that right like yeah. the same reason why when we get to our game and we're talking about raul's shirt getting pulled he has a history of going down easy and that cost him and that's why we didn't get the penalty so i mean the way you play affects how they're going to call the game because they know you, they know you, they know how they act. And, and if you, if you are known for diving, if you are known for being a hothead, they're going to assume those intentions out of you. Even if that's not the case. For sure. All right. I think one more piece of scuttlebutt before we get into the match and match number two and match number three is um, not even in the playoffs. Not News that has nothing to do with the playoffs. The Portland Timbers have appointed Phil Neville of Manchester and Everton Lore to be their new manager. Now, for some context as to why people are pissed off about this, especially in Portland uh, with their recent history, both with front office and, and the managers, um, <laughs> Here's some tweets from Phil Neville, uh, 2011. Relax, I'm back chilled. Just battered the wife. Feel better now. And then he had another one. Morning, men. Couple of hours of cricket before work sets me up nicely for the day. When asked why he failed to mention women, Neville replied, When I said morning, men, I thought the women would would have been busy preparing breakfast, getting kids ready, making the beds. Sorry. Morning, women. (laughs) That was from... I I read an article from The Guardian um, about, you know, just trying to find the tweets. And, yeah, yeah, they're 13 years ago when he was still a grown man. Uh, (laughs) Like, dude, 
the dude's a lad though right he's he's a bro he's a british bro like mm-hmm. and i'm not excusing his behavior but my understanding is he's apologized and understands why it's wrong i don't think the issue is him it's that Merritt paulson would even put someone forward like that mm-hmm. that's was, the problem was this brought up when his buddy Bex, David Beckham, hired him for the Inner Miami job two years ago? Because I was the first time hearing about Phil Neville in these tweets. Yeah, it, it might have been. But I think because it was so long ago, you know, he talked about how he was, you know, it's it was a long time ago and he's not that person anymore. I think also one thing, like, I, I agree with Timber's Army. I wouldn't want my team hiring him. And it's emblematic of Merritt Paulson being an issue because he doesn't get that this would have been a problem. Yeah, but they also said he's he has not doesn't have a proven track record record of success, and I'm like, he got fourth in the World Cup with the uh, English women, fourth best team in the world. That's that's a little bit of success there. That's this how is long was he, how long was he managing them? A uh, year and a half, and then COVID hit, so he didn't get to do the Euros. Were they poorly ranked before no. his hire? No, they were the same. So as was he old. just? I mean, you still have to manage, right? You see the difference managers make. Like that's true. Well, anyway, I'm sorry, Portland. Not really, but uh, yeah, I think it is more indicative of Merritt Paulson just not reading the room for yeah. as long as the room he's he's been in this room. I mean, poorly handled. It is not. It just there's a lot of other options. I don't. I can't come up with a name because I don't know the managerial pool out there, but I mean, yeah, it just seems like a kind of tone, an deaf odd one. Decision. It's a tone yeah. deaf. Yes. Like you, like you needed someone above and beyond uh, reproach for this person. You need a and, Sartini. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even, even if this guy, and you know, I'm not one to say, and, and cause I'm not harmed by it. So the people harmed by it are the ones who get to say whether or not his comments, uh, his forgiveness is real. But uh, I just feel like, Maybe avoid the whole thing. Yeah. Why make this? Maybe bring in a bring in a woman manager. That would right, really right. help. Yeah, and there's plenty of great ones out there. More yeah. probably, prob- probably, you know, more accomplished as a manager than than he is. Because yeah, and and we just saw USA, of course, hire Chelsea's manager. The U.S. Women's National Team is bringing in Chelsea's manager as their new manager. So. Pretty excited for that, even though Alexi Lawless is using it as a political thing. Like, now they can focus on soccer and not all the distractions. Yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) Speaking uh, adjacent, U.S. Women's National Team adjacent, um, guess what other Seattle team is in a final? The Seattle Supersonics. Dare to dream. Megan (laughs) Rapinoe and the, the rain. Oh, well, in San Diego, in the championship, why are they in San Diego? It is no longer a, um, it is now a neutral site. So, oh, okay. Rain have the better records. So in theory they would host, but it's been a neutral site since the beginning. So they knew it was going to be in San Diego. Side note, that doesn't seem like a smart format. I feel Uh, like you'd want the fanfare of the, a local, I think the issues there was issues around starting times, and I think like in Portland they were going to have to hold it at like nine a.m. or something, and then they wanted to move it to North Carolina, and then there was just all these issues, and so they decided instead 
to have it in a specific place so that people could plan ahead, they can plan events around it instead of only giving a week of notice. That's oh, that's and, true. And Those if it had been here, so. where are they going to play? I mean, that's true. they couldn't play Saturday because the Seahawks are there on Sunday, so they wouldn't have allowed that to happen. Friday, mm-hmm. the Sounders, the Sounders were there play. in a playoff game. And also, Saturday would have been up against one of the biggest Husky football games of all time. Not as big as last week's, but still one, one of the top ten probably of all time based on the record this year. Like, it, Wait, it was they modern playing? history. Utah, who's number eleven? Oh, Utah's eleven. Oh, it's like yeah. oh, the so, Ducks was probably the biggest one. Yeah, the Ducks was the biggest of all time, and they're probably going to play the Ducks again if they can beat Utah uh, at Wazoo. That was I mean, a hell of a game. Wazoo at Oregon State. So the USC game was a hell of a game. Yeah, no defense, but yeah, so I just. It would have been a, a hell of a game. Having another game here that weekend, like oh boy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would have been excited to go. Because I'm not going to the um, Husky game, but still. Well, uh, I will be going to the Sounders game on Friday. And you asked me earlier via text if if I was going. I, I presume you're going to be there, right? You're at pretty yep, much all of them. Yep. Okay, I have great. Ticket. I was going to see if you wanted it, but oh, yeah, you, well, you're already going. Well, bring someone that wants to come have fun with. Uh, so if you have time to have fun with me before the game. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm going to put the sign, sign out and then come to Flat Stick. Nick, I know you're listening. Um, and it's going to be his birthday as well, I think, on the 11th. Yeah, his birthday is the next day. Yeah. Um, but he's going to have his whole family. Like, I don't know, his whole family, but he says his parents were coming in or something. So that they're going to a family-friendly place. Sorry, Nick. I don't know if I really want to go. I think I want to go to Flat Stick. Might want to get a little buzzed. Um, we'll we'll figure it out off air. But my point is, segueing the match on Friday. Let's talk about Sounders. Cue the break music. Well, we uh, had a pretty workmanlike performance in the first match and won 2-0. Um, my initial takeaway from that match is I don't think we played that bad. I, I don't think we played to what the scoreline says, 3-1. The first goal was given up by Jackson Reagan guarding a ghost. Absolutely I- no one around him. I would be interested to see. I didn't watch the post game because Yamar stayed back, and so I think it it also could have potentially been on Yamar because Yamar was worried with the guy behind him, but didn't realize he had Alex behind him. So Yamar stayed back to that yeah. defender behind him, and it left. But there back. was no one in front of Reagan, and no one, no. and and then Ariola like five yards behind him like he it was just frustrating Ariel scored after what a bitch that dude was the previous game excuse my language i just <laughs> now you're like, now we're excusing language on the show yeah yeah i mean i don't like to use the b word it's not appropriate but fair enough he was just such a jerk so yeah uh yeah and but yeah you're right but to me i had less of a problem with that goal than i had with knew whose performance at the beginning of the game and to me i'm done with Nuhu. i don't want him on our team i do not think he's worth uh the upside is not worth the downside and he proved i mean 
yellow card for kicking the ball away. Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a foul. He's right, but you cannot kick the ball away like that. He knows he's going to get a yellow card every time, and then to give up that penalty when we're already in that situation. Come on, man! It's just like it was done from that moment on. You're right. The well, he got work. He got he got he got worked on that. I mean, he yeah. I don't think he was just going swinging a leg out. He was trying no, to get the ball, I mean, and he got nutmegged right, yeah. and he got the guy's foot, and the, and it was it was almost identical to Christian Roldan's. Not in the same spot, but. Um, guy going for the ball and just doesn't get it right and gets all leg and that's a penalty. Uh, it it is what it is, but yeah, I agree with you. I'm pretty frustrated. New, I feel like he's had a a few moments this year where I'm like, all right, you seem a little more eleven, like even keeled, level headed, but then he has matches like this, kicking the ball, not just staying, up. like don't poke in that situation. Just stay in front of the guy. Don't let the ball. You know, it's a much harder play for whatever he's trying to do from that position if you're in a good position, right? Just don't go down. Don't go to ground. Don't kick. Don't poke. Just make it difficult. But you put yourself in that situation. If he gets the ball around you, then good on him. But to give away a penalty, that that sucks. Um, and then the last goal was, you know, Reagan we again. Forward. Yeah, but we were pushing forward. That wasn't his fault, like. Everybody was up. That was entirely his fault. Rewatching. I, mean, I guess we were pushed forward, but it was a lazy pass out to, I think, Rowe. And it, it had no mustard on it. And it was an easy interception and break. And put him in a terrible position to recover because the guy had full momentum to intercept the ball. That's just not, that's not a lazy pass situation. If everyone's pushing forward, then put the ball forward. Yeah, I agree. Like, put the ball forward, I just, not sideways. The whole team was. No support. The whole team, other than when Nico came on and, and put a little energy in, his first um, touch was almost a goal. <laughs> I yeah, no like, less. Nico's super sub was great. Yeah, uh, I actually wanted that sub to happen a little bit earlier. It was like the fifty seventh minute, right? Fifty eighth minute. Yeah, I, 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 it seemed pretty clear that Chu was done by halftime to me. Um, I just, it was frustrating that game. Like, I, my takeaway is not the same as yours. Yeah. One one was the final after those first ten minutes, but I saw an uninspired team that was back to the shitty team we had all season. And to me, if we lose this next game, I want Spencer fired. I'm sorry, you can. Dallas is a mediocre team that should not be on the same field with us. Yeah, I will hold my Spencer judgment at least to that whether he should still have a job or not because I still side with our friends like. Jackson Feltz and, and Nicholas Biella, who think he's safe for as long as he wants to be, and then he'll remove himself when he sees it to be appropriate, which I agree at this point. When he knows he's hurting the club that he loves so much and, and has been a part of, I think he wouldn't want to be uh, in that position anymore. He would want the best for the club. That's what I think would happen. However, something's got to give here because the this is a lineup that we wanted. I don't know how much how much better we can get fielding players in the in the positions that are on the field. Uh, whether it's the system we're, we're running, do we go with you know a, a young gun with Joe Paolo in the back, or do we push up and go maybe standard four four two and put Raul up there? Right. I mean, I mean, I'd love to see two fours. We did we did get burnt because basically we only had three defenders. I mean, that at the end there, that was part of the problem. We went to a three five two. 
or, or three, two, three, two, or however you want to put it. But we only had, we, we subbed out a defender for a, uh, for Rui Diaz. Um, and we, I mean, granted they were playing to hold the win, them being Dallas because yeah. they were up two, nothing, then two, one on what a great goal by a great effort goal by Jordan Morris, who I think just, again is he, he looks like his old self, baby. I am, and that 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 second goal. Uh, I'm assuming it was offsides because he didn't complain. But I and but from our angle, which we did not have a straight down the line angle, so there's no way to know this. And this is why I'm assuming he was offsides because he would have otherwise went and argued with the ref. But it looked like the defender kept him on on the bottom of the screen. But I'm a, I'm guessing there that was, wasn't the case. You know how there's like a I don't I don't know if they have. I'm, they have grass there, right? Yeah, it's usually you can see like so the you can see the the yeah. mow the mowing the, right. the lawn mowers track or whatever what have you. I can't think of the words, but there that little dark line you can that gives you some idea. To me, yeah. he was he was offside by like a leg. Yeah, and, and by and about a leg, and and, and, and I, that's what I can see too, and that's why I think he probably was offside. But but at, at first glance, I thought he was onside, yeah. and I, I I wish they had shown us an angle from the side. And I'm okay with the offsides. We we had more offsides than Dallas did. Granted, they, again, they were up to nothing for fairly early and and changed their their tactics. I mean, we had, tactics, we had no but... shots on goal at halftime. Oh really? So the, I think we ended up with like five, eleven shots, five on goal. So yeah, we were a completely different team. They were give they were allowing us to because they dominated possession. I didn't know what the stat was, but it was clear in that first twenty minutes or so that they came out ready, ready, fighting for their lives in front of their home stands, and they said it's a sellout. And like, I don't think I've ever seen a sellout <laughs> in well, Toyota also Park or whatever. Remember that sellout does not mean they sold all the tickets. This, that, yeah, that's true. That means uh, that means tickets sold plus tickets given away. It also does not mean that everyone showed up. It's not turnstile. It's only well. It looked like a decent, decent crowd, which I'm not used to. But they, I'm going to give Dallas credit because they, they played hard, and I do agree with you. I think it was well officiated, and we. But that's a controversial statement. I think we should talk about that. That is a very. I have never seen so much anger. For just a a, a rate, I mean, it was a playoff game, but like something that wasn't like when we were screwed in the final uh, U.S. Open Cup final. Like, mm-hmm. I I had people yelling at me on Twitter, being like, "What the hell? You don't think this was a you know that was a and and I mean even uh, you know Katie who works for the Sounders, Katie Pendleton, who I love, uh, put up the handball rule because technically. The ball touched low enough twice in the box on a Dallas player that you could call a handball. But for me, his arms were behind him both times, so he they were not, his arms were not in a natural position. They were in a place to minimize uh, the ability for him to, um, you know, touch the ball. So if he has his arms behind his back and one just happens to come up and hit him too low. To me, that's fine because, I mean, you can have a ball hit someone in the hand, but as long as it's against their body, that's not a handball. Mm-hmm. So, Which I think there was two, two shouts for that, right? Yeah, One yeah. of them, I think, was yeah, clear, like his 
hand was down. Yeah. The other one... His hand was against little, his body, but it well, hit... He had, like, little hit, triangle elbows, and that, yeah, and it hit that right bothers me a little bit. But his Because you are getting back. bigger. Yeah, it's, but not really. It's not... It's, I mean, it's, it's It should be called arm and handball, um, because your arm is... If he had his arms at his side, it wouldn't have been that. It, the elbow that was sticking out was not any further than if his arms were just at his side. In my opinion. I, and, and that's I, debatable, it, but I yeah. but I'm I wasn't screaming at my screen for it because right. you see that shit all the time. You see that shit all the time. Yeah, Sometimes clear, it gets called. Most of the time, it does not. And it's got to be clear and obvious to overturn. I don't think either of those are clear and obvious. Yeah, it's not because the the ref is not just looking at what is this. It's is it enough to overturn it? Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, I don't think it was any worse than any other MLS match we watched. And I think it was a little bit better, much better than last, the last match. I agree. But people are really angry about Raul's shirt being pulled. I, I, I was angry about that as well. But then again, like to your point, you kind of set a precedence for that Raul with lifting your landing gear Early and often, yeah, more than more he, than fighting through things like like Roldan does. Roldan fights right. through shit and and tries to stay up and and get the keep the play going. So when he falls yeah. down, the ref thinks he got fouled, he got tripped, yeah. versus he's trying to pull one over on me. And that's I think that's the key thing for me there. Also, Raul often will clip his own ankle on purpose so that he is really being tripped, but he's being tripped by himself. Like he'll bring his his left foot behind his right foot and clip it. Uh, I, for there was two things on that for me. One, yes, he was pulling his jersey, but if he had kept running and ran through it and gone down, I think they give him that penalty, no problem. If you watch it, he's holding on to it, and Raul is in midair and then decides to go down. If he yeah. had come down and landed, and then so it kind of looks like he did this little hop and then decided to take a dive. There wasn't yeah. it wasn't enough there to knock him over at that point. Uh, I'm fine with people being mad about it. I just to me, it was funny how much more mad they were this week than last week when I just thought every single call was wrong. Over and no, over we won. and over. That's yeah, why. We won. Yeah. That's we won. Why. Let's move on. We're going we're gonna to win two. And that's also why people, a birthday match. people are still complaining about this playoff format, saying, well, Sounders would have won if it, went, if, if it was a normal home and away. It's like, well, we don't know that. Like, because the, the, the play would be different. And actually, Muffin Top Model in our Discord brought that up. Uh, and I don't know if he if he's angry about it or not. I think he was just bringing up. You know, it's funny. Yeah. If you if you aggregate these scores in the home and away goals, we advance. And well, you right. say it's funny, right. but he just brought up the stat that like this would be but also a, Dallas an doesn't let up. Dallas keeps pushing yeah, and scoring exactly. A goal. Yeah. And then we're going home down three goals. That's the thing is, and we know what happens in that instance because we don't usually come back. The only time we have is really I feel like against Portland. Once against LA. Once against Portland. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we ended up losing the Portland match in penalties, but but yeah, I, I you know I think everything's different, and and I'm not which is which is shout out to Paul in our Discord who says in response to to Muffin Top Model too many differences to compare this yeah. way to to compare what would happen. I mean, it's it's the butterfly effect, right? Yeah, I've just loved this playoff because of how exciting it's been. Uh, you know, New York having two different chances to put. Uh, um, Cincinnati away for that match and then go to a third match and then missing both of those penalties and all they had to do was make it and the game was over. Uh, you know, the, the debacle in Vancouver, uh, 
the t- tonight's game, Atlanta. Atlanta. Just, there's been so much excitement and people. There's been a couple games, I think two out of all of them, where people kind of packed it in and were like, okay, we're, we've got our point. Let's just pull out our good players. Most mm-hmm. of the games, teams are going for it. And I think it's it's been pretty exciting. And, and, and it would be interesting to see what happens at this next match because if you're Seattle, yeah, you want to control pe- play. And at home, we have against Dallas. We were 18 straight undefeated, 18 on the trot uh, against <laughs> Dallas at home. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you like i used that as a title for the yeah, last episode was, uh, yeah, i was like what's the title uh, uh, i love so our excited. listeners thanks for that man yeah <laughs> so uh, you know i i gotta say though i'm worried because well, how many times before we get into the next match yeah let's okay. close this one out because there are two there's a positive and negative in the discord one from nicholas okay. um and one from muffin top model so nicholas is positive um, is not getting too much rest, which has fucked up over teams on yeah. extended breaks in the past. We're getting right back at it, right? Yep. Muffin top model, negatives, one more match to accumulate yellow yellows and injuries. One more deep dive into my checkbook. He's, he's really complaining about <laughs> Apple and MLS and his checkbook. Yeah. Baby seals and all. But, yeah, and that's true. I mean, both are great points. You have, you know, we can get right back at it. It's fresh. And it, and we're com- we're home. You know, we're not traveling somewhere, so we have that benefit. It's it's our home crowd. We get to help will them on. It's a Friday night. Yes, thank you. I just like I love the night games, even though almost all games have been night. But I haven't been to a lot of games this year. And in years past, it always I hate the one o'clock. So a lot of people love them. I oh, I, I love the I love the lights, night. man. I love the night there's sky. The, I love this the, weather. Like, I love this crisp, dark, wet. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Yeah, players don't like them. That's why they do not play day games except for on a sunday where it's it's not at one it's usually three right uh i think but uh players want games on saturday nights not saturday days and people are constantly complaining to me the players say it ruins their entire um like routine when you have to get because then you're getting up at six o'clock in the morning and eating food to get ready to go through your day versus getting up at a regular game time when you would get up for a game day so and poor uh, Steph Fry has to take a ferry, and yeah. I grew up on Bainbridge. I know what it's like. You are always the first one to miss the boat. Always. Yeah. So That's, I'm you always. Know, he needs a night every, one, and he. <laughs> every time I walk up to the light rail here, when I'm going like to the stadium or anywhere, I I 99 of the time I watch it go by me as I'm. Yeah, waiting you see the, the ass of the train. Yeah, but I, you know I'm kind of excited. It's a Friday night because that's not something we've had for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Like. It was kind of necessitated out of the Seahawks playing at home against the Commanders on Sunday. But uh, it's a little different. It's a little fun, right? Like, yeah, people are yeah. going to be rolling in, and, and I feel like it'll be a kind of loose party atmosphere if we come out and start playing well. And I felt like that last game, it was a really fun atmosphere. That last game, once we were going and got that first goal, I know I was nervous, but it felt more like the confidence we used to have as a team. Because when we were on that 10 on the trot run, I did not feel confidence in most of those games. Yeah, That felt confident. Now, that team did not show up in Dallas. I don't know why. I don't know if people have, you know, the flu's been going around. Is it hitting the team? Uh, it's been hitting the Huskies hardcore over at uh, UW for the football team. So maybe that's happening. You know, was there, uh, is the time difference an issue? Although they did play it at roughly the same, you know, it was six o'clock our time. Mm-hmm. So, uh you know, was it, 
we just and also we don't and Dallas is what, like a three and a half hour flight four hour flight something like they're that. chartered they're chartered but yeah i mean travels travel um yeah i mean friday night's a kickoff night man they're kicking off the weekend you know let's let's set things right and you were showing some sexy shoes on the oh that's sammy orca on the tongue so these are the new gazelles that you have seen sounders players wearing those are Adidas. lovely Adidas mistakenly put them up for sale, and I bought a pair, and then they were down the next morning, but they fulfilled the orders that got placed. So Why did they mistakenly uh, put them up if they purposely it was made not, them? Uh, it, was, they, it was not supposed to go up until later this week. So... Uh, or maybe okay. next week. It was, it was a week from now that they were going to go on sale. So they accidentally launched these on there and i randomly found them i just googled them to see if i could find a release date sitting next to nicholas at a hockey game they were retiring patrick marlowe's number at the seattle thunderbirds who of course i followed down to santa clara when he played at uh san jose Sharks. so uh i was enjoying that and i just happened to google it and it came up and they were available for sale so i bought mm-hmm. it on the spot as did he as did one other person we know on the alliance council and i'm not sure how many other people got it because by the next morning it was down so, It'd be really cool yeah. if they put a number on them, like the the mistake, yeah. the, the mistake orders. Number one. So number these are very of... exciting sounders, white gazelles with. Uh, Those are very nice. Yeah. I love the I love the Sammy. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, you're getting into it um, about why they may have performed the way they performed on what was what was that Saturday? Saturday. Also, what they were we probably do here? they, here's the thing. They were probably thinking about the Husky football game against USC and all the money they put on that game and were upset that they had to play during the same time. Because I know I was conflicted. The bar we went to uh, had the Husky game on all the TVs and then turned it off on all the TVs but one because it was an official place to watch the Sounders. It was a Sounders mm-hmm. watch party. And the Sounders gave out uh, – they had an open tab for the first – everyone could get one Drake less than $8 if you gave the secret password. So – uh, it was pretty cool, but the Husky hmm. game was still on the corner, so I got to watch it. So, you know, maybe they were too preoccupied with what was going to happen. In the they were, yeah, they were watching it on their phones yeah. on, the, on the bench. On the bench. So what do you think – what do we do here? Because I I mean – so here's, here's my issue with, you know, even though the 10 on the trot, like I, we were winning 4 out of 10, not losing out of 10 – Second in the West, we got the lineup that we like, which won that first match, and then there's the there's a little bit of confidence, and it was a multi goal win, right? But in this match, we st- again the inability, the creative inability to unlock the offense to get shots. Like I don't, I don't see us like JP did shoot from like twenty yards out, and it missed by maybe two or three yards over bar. But yeah, the crossbar. The but I need to see more of that from Leo Chu, from yeah. Christian Roldan, from Rusnak, because they have the ability to at least put it near frame or on frame, which will make a defender step up. And one step up creates a lot for the other offensive players, namely Jordan Morris with his speed and the way he can re- read the, the back line. Yeah. Like that, that we seem very one dimensional right now, which is possess, 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 which is our MO. And I'm fine with that. 
when we can pop a shot off after the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th pass. A 25-pass sequence that ends in a turnover is deflating, and that bleeds counterattacks because you got your center backs at, at midfield, right? Recycling the ball. And Jesus Ferrer is, is a talented player. He Ariola is a talented player. They have talented players that yeah, can count. But they don't Ferrer, have they don't have an overall team that can beat us no. in a possession game. Yeah. We need Ferrer to hasn't the ball. scored though from the from the field. I didn't play. say he can score. I said he's a talented player. <laughs> but they don't win if he doesn't score. That I mean their stats show that they're like two and nineteen when he doesn't score some crazy thing. So uh I, I'm not, you know. Here's the thing: is as frustrating as I was, frustrated as I was with that last game, I think you got to kind of throw it out the window because we got punched in the mouth so quickly in that that we were reeling, and by the time we got it back together, it was after halftime, and and you saw us. I mean, Jordan Moore scored two goals; one got called back, but you know those. If he scores those two goals, we're having a completely different conversation. Right? Nico almost scores. JP yeah. misses by a couple yards. Yeah, there was like, that. There was that one where that great sequence with Nico, where he nutmegs the ball to Obed, got an Obed mm-hmm. sighting. Who yeah. I thought that he wasn't going to make that collect that ball. I thought it was going to roll past the end line, and he caught up with it and had a couple of touches and gets it across and it pinballs around. Keeper it couldn't could not collect it. And man, if Jordan was just ready enough to at least get a toe under it and flick it up, because he was standing right there, yeah. and we're talking about a whole different game with with these. Right, and I agree with you across the board on everything you're saying. I just don't know if it's relevant because we're starting over zero zero. Now, if we go down in the game, this becomes an issue. But I think we didn't play our game because we just got punched in the face, and so as frustrating as it is to me, and as much as I was disappointed in the team, especially in the first half. Uh, I think they were individual errors and that everyone else kind of reeled from it. I think that if mm-hmm. we come out and play like we did that first game, we should be able to win, no problem. Which is it's true. Right? Reagan had, in my opinion, two individual errors. You can have your opinion on, on, yeah. on the second, the last goal. But it was also the last goal when things were not... We, were, we, we, stepped, we stepped back up to the plate, but it, it wasn't looking good at that point. Yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, knew who. And that was just a what-the-fuck moment. So overall run of play, we did, I think, a, a good job. And that's why in the beginning of the show I said, or I don't know if it was a segment or the beginning of the show, I said, I don't think it was as bad as the, as 3-1 looks, right? I Punched in the mouth is a great, you know, a great analogy. Like, it's, we did. And we were reeling. And we seem to be a good second-half team. That's been our thing. We we either allow the team to score first, then we get one back before halftime, and then we do, or either they score after half, or we do two more goals or another goal, and we, and we win the game or draw. So, I mean, and credit you, what, credit to Freddie Juarez. That's that's been his deal the whole year. Is he he watches the first half and then gives Schmetzer ideas for changing tactics in the second half. Uh, I don't think they've always been successful, especially down the stretch here, uh, because we seem to be holding on more than dominating. But I do think that he plays an important role for that that maybe we don't see because we're not in that huddle. That'd be a that'd be a fun auction. 
prize at maybe like the next like gala or something like that to be able to sit on the bench for an entire match and just sit it's with probably the coaches. not it's probably not legal but yeah uh let me tell you well, I, what if they hire you they could hire you yeah, for a day they could hire you yeah. Uh, at at uh, Sounders two matches, I was one of nine season tickets on the open side. The last year they were in uh, Starfire, and Brian Schmetzer would always sit four or five seats to my right with Pineda next to him, and they would have a running commentary going on during the game. So I'd get there, to, I'd get to sit and listen to Schmetzer talking about what's happening on the field. And Adrian would come by and say hi, and Garth would come by and say hi, and so then I, it was like this cool little private like club where I got to do that, sit there on the bench essentially for one whole season, and it was it was super fun. Before I get to my next point, I think I mentioned it last season that one like awesome like cool gift would be, or no, I think I said a really cool coffee table, like with a plexiglass top or a glass top would be all of, like, a, a bunch of Schmetzer's little, you know, he's got his little notepad. Oh, yeah. Just to have those all face up on a coffee table, you know, like in your your little sports cave or something like that. I think that would just be really interesting to see. what What is he writing there? Or are they just a bunch of little stick figures or something? Um, <laughs> so I I, I have uh, an... Um, uh, I don't know what to do with our lineup. Well, I think I do. I have, I have, I'm caught between my head and my heart because this is potentially, this is potentially, this is potentially Nico's last home, last match, right? Mm -hmm. Relatively well rested. He's been coming off the bench two matches in a row. The team looks really good as, as we've been asking for pretty much, half the season right since we noticed that nico is not he's not physically there to to, to play 90 to be a, maybe he should be a super sub do we want to start him both from an emotional standpoint but also to get a fast start for the first time in forever do we want to change this lineup up completely or do we run the same thing out that we have said is their best 11 right now with new who Reagan, Yamar, Alex, JP, Atencio, Leo Chu, Rusnak, Christian, and Jordan up top. And, and same goes for Raul, right? I mean, Nico's been around a couple more years long, but Raul has how many goals in the playoffs? How many massive goals in the playoffs? I mean, I, 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 for me, it's easy. I'm not changing anything. I might sub early if it's not working, but we've seen when it works, it's amazing. Chu struggled last game. Is I don't it think amazing? It's been since like March. Yeah, since it's you're right. Is, is it amazing? It's better than the alternative. I'll put it that way. Okay. To me, the reason why Nico is so effective off the bench is everyone's tired. So the fact that he's the slowest player on the pitch doesn't hurt him as much. And because he has such precise passing, he can cut it through lanes that wouldn't exist if the players weren't tired. So I don't know if it benefits us to start him early. Um, I, to me, there's no sentimental sentimentality, whatever you want to call that about it. If you think it's going to give us the best chance to win, start him. If you don't, don't start him. To me, I don't care that it's his final game. He can, we can wave goodbye to everyone when he's leaving the field. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I want to win. So what is going to be our best lineup to win? And I think it's trying what we've always done. And it's because we don't have backups at some of the positions that I'm worried about. Starting Kellen Rowe over Nuhu is not an option. No. RBW? Maybe, if he's healthy. But he's been hurt the last two matches. I don't know if he's back. Well, it's a hamstring, but it he's, what, 18? Something like that. Some young, an, young so age. he's probably fine. He's probably fine. No, if he was 28, 38? Brad Evans, then it's a it's a chronic injury for the rest of your life. But I I mean, I'd love I if he's healthy, I want him to start. Reed Baker yeah. winning, I want him I, to start. I, I and I think that knew who needs to be told. He needs to be put in timeout. Is what he needs to do. And and let's. And it's a long break if we win this, right? I think it's like not until the twenty fifth or that. That weekend, yeah, we, we have 26. a uh, yeah the weekend after Thanksgiving uh, because oh no, what if it falls on the Apple Cup? That better not happen. That would be well, Apple Cup's on a Friday. Do the, well, no, you look up Saturday. real quick. It's oh, on, it is on a Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Then um, it will then it will fall on it because I think it's the twenty fifth. Uh, I so, won't be able to go because I'll be going to Depeche Mode on the twenty sixth, and the twenty fifth is also my daughter's birthday. So. Um, maybe she'll get to enjoy a Sounders game on her birthday. Reed Baker Whiting uh, was out for the 28th. They have not updated it yet for Friday's match. I'm guessing they do that on Wednesday. Yeah, they will. Which is will be tomorrow. But uh, yeah, so next week is international break, so there's no games. Or sorry, the yeah after this week. There'll be some games like Atlanta still has to play their last game, but after that, they're done. So I I will agree with you because the, I do believe that that lineup is our best lineup. However, I would like Reed Baker Whiting to start if he's fully ready to go. But the the pros and cons to that, New Who is overall a probably a better defender, right? And it's experienced. But he has his mercurial moments, right? Like what the what that could be costly. Where Reed Baker Whiting has those Wunderkid moments that could open that get us a goal. I mean, he's he got a goal much faster than New who got a goal as a left back, right? So he's a talented young kid, and, and that's maybe the only difference I would want to see a change in because there's it's not just a tactical change in terms of play but it's also like you that performance knew who was not acceptable you're putting the team at risk and this isn't your first time so the continuity i think is important to roll that out that being said we get five subs three opportunities five subs the moment something starts going awry don't wait until the 60th minute you put them in Give him the opportunity to make some magic. Both him and Raul, in my opinion, because they 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 have their Vulcan mind meld going on. They know they know how to play with each other. With you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I, I would like that. Roll it out. If it's not working, we can see, we'll be able to see that pretty clearly. Especially if that if Dallas scores quickly at home. If they score quickly, get them the fuck out there. I I don't yeah. I, the sentiment of starting your last match is where the emotion comes from, but also, and if it could be hindsight in you know a few days after this match, 
the, the, to remember him winning that match or helping us win that match. You won't, he won't remember not starting. We won't remember him not starting. It will, and we'll, and he'll get to play another match, <laughs> presumably at home, right? We're number, uh, uh SK's out. SK, um, sporting games. St. Louis. Not sporting games. St. Louis. So yeah. we are now the top seed in the West. Yeah. So yeah. we'll play at and, home and, again if we win. <laughs> and the 25th, 26th of Saturday, Sunday is the semi conference semifinals. Uh, the Seahawks play on Thursday against uh, 49ers on yep. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So uh, it means that uh, hopefully they'll do the game. Saturday will be fine. Uh, I'm not going to put it during the Apple Cup, so maybe Sunday. Mm. I just I think it would be a huge mistake to put it during the Apple Cup just for Sounders purposes. Like yeah. everyone, yeah. even even if I potentially the last legitimate. Apple Cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would it would just not make sense. The MLS if they want to get eyes on games, that would just be a stupid mistake. Yeah, that's true. Cuz we we would be hosting LAFC in that game. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. And I would I would I think I would uh, I would tell my wife I'm taking Gracie to the match because I will be leaving to go enjoy Depeche Mode. The other half, ooh, shit. The game will be at night. I'll just completely miss the match. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know yeah. if it'll be. I mean, I, I don't you know, know what? I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. The most important thing is we need to win this fucking match. And I yeah. will be there. And selfishly, I wanted them to. I didn't want them to lose. Let's be real. I didn't want them to lose. I wanted to win, win, win every. That's the most important thing to me. I want this team to win another, get another star, get another cup. Um, But. I put that energy out there a little bit, and so I'm going to go full force energy. This is, this has got to be the match where we see the playoff Sounders, and if they're even, if they, if, if they, Dallas is going to come to play, and they're not going, and we're not going to like how they play. It's not going to be a pretty match. They're not that kind of. Uh, it's they're they're annoying. <laughs> they're kind yeah. of annoying. They're not they're, they're not like Sporting KC, they yeah. but they're annoying. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope for that lineup, same lineup, be be reactionary and, and make sure that we put the right players in the right situation based on what's going on and give give our historically best players an option. And and like I said, Nico has scored, was it like, what, do you know the stat? They, they mentioned it when he subbed on. No, I was, uh, I did. Okay, well, he scored a lot of fucking goals in the playoffs, you know, and... <laughs> We didn't get that with Obafemi Martins. So, Oba has zero. Zero, yes. Zero. Um, still, I mean, we love Oba, but yeah. Raul no. Ruiz-Diaz has been amazing for us in the playoffs. He's been amazing for us in general. He seems to be completely healthy, and that could change at any moment. So yeah, give him mean, the opportunity. I have no idea if he's healthy or not. He's out there playing 20 minutes, but is that because he's uh, – not healthy, or is that because that's just how tactics are going? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, well, I think it's because what we've argued is, as a whole, with Jordan. Jordan's better up top. He scored more goals up there. Right. But you could have easily put in Rui Diaz and moved Jordan over to the wing. Uh, I don't want to take Leo Chu out. Well, Chu should have been taken out that last game. He was awful. And and that's what I'm talking about, if he doesn't work out. Yeah, I don't if think he doesn't work out, then he, make, then he make a move. But I, yeah. Jordan Moore starts. Yeah. Look what now, he did. Look what he did as a starter up top. I agree. I think he's he should best be player. starting up top. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, 
I want you to mark your calendar now so that you're not missing out on future games. Uh, conference finals are December 2nd, 3rd weekend, and the MLS Cup is Saturday, December 19th, 9th. Excuse me. So, None of those will be a problem. Nothing on the calendar for December. Good. So mark, mark them off now so you're not missing when we host Atlanta in the MLS Cup final. Hell yeah. 4 p.m. Yeah. Eastern, I suppose. 1 p.m. Pacific. Right on. Well, what a good show. Good content. Thank you, our listeners in our Discord, for some scuttlebutt. Interesting yeah, week in the MLS. Real quick. Ooh, yeah. Hmm. Want to hear mine? Yeah, you go ahead. I'm going to think. Three to one. Sounders will be up two to one late, and then we'll score the goal to seal it. Okay. When was the last time we scored three goals? Um, last year, maybe <laughs> earlier this so, season. So you're yeah. saying, like I said, let's stand, this is this is playoff Sounders match. This is it. We need to get three yeah. goals and get that confidence. That that Soto mojo. Um, <laughs> yeah, Soto mojo. I am a look. Uh, uh, um, I am a Schmetzer Belefser. I don't know. Lefever uh, <laughs> believer. I'm trying to figure out how to. How you to know what? That. We scored three goals. July 8th against a shorthanded uh, Vancouver team because they had a uh, red card, That's and we scored three at Charlotte uh, in a tie, and that might right, be right. it. Okay. So here's here's what I think, and I'm going to manifest the Schmetzer and, and co. make the correct decision based on how the match is going. I think Dallas will score in the first half. Um, and I think you see Nico and Raul come start the second half. And I think we score to tie it up. I think it goes to penalties. I Ooh. think we're watching penalties on Friday. Oh, wow. And I, his, historically, that should worry us because has Stefan Fry ever saved a penalty? And this might be Stefan Fry's last year with us. Mm-hmm. I think he does. I think he steps up. I think we get something. I think we get a magical moment in penalties with the boys, with their arms over each other's shoulders, all at the halfway line. We're holding our breaths, and then you're just going to see a puff of exhales come from the stands as we went on penalties. Okay. I'm with it, but only if Suzuko's in the 18, because that dude is the best penalty taker on the team. Get him in there. He he scores the fifth one with a Panenka. <laughs> <laughs> no, right through that. <laughs> It'll land in the hawk's nest. Actually, I hope we don't beat penalties in the hawk's nest. Um, I think the most important takeaway should be this, and it's, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. It's that when you have to have everything set so early in the week and you don't know how it's going to do, Mercedes ends up finishing eighth or lower. And we really just need to be them to be able to, to make all those little tinkerings so that they win in Brazil like they should have. You know what I'm I was, saying? I was, I was wondering if we we're going to fit in an F1 comment to oh poke our, our listeners with. I don't, I don't wish ill will upon anyone, but can Verstappen just get like a cold that makes him out for the rest can of the Can he crash and be I'm fine? Not, uh, I don't want to say okay. Yeah, I mean, he did that a lot in previous years. That's why he didn't win championships. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, next yeah. Next one is in Vegas, though, right? Yeah. So, and I was actually going to say we have the, the the Friday match. Saturday is Huskies. Sunday is Seahawks. 
throw some sprinkle some Kraken in there, but even though they've been scoring goals but giving up more goals. Yeah, lost in overtime tonight. So we'll have we won't have an F one weekend where you get Friday, Saturday, Sunday action to watch. But we will have that in the Seattle sports scene. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, pretty frustrating, but Vegas will be fun to watch. If you're not into F one let's watch the, the Vegas one in a couple watch, of weeks. Yeah, because it'll the be at like eleven PM. Yeah, they're racing on the strip with like the lights and everything. It's mm-hmm. gonna be so cool. And I was there. I saw them building the pit. It was pretty it's pretty pretty neat. Um Uber drivers there and Lyft drivers hate it, but their job is on the road and they've been constructing a an F one track throughout the entire city. So and repaving everything. So yeah, it'll that'll be a fun one to watch just for the the scenes, the fanfare. Yeah. But Anyway, let's bring it into port. Where can they find you? you? I said it first. I said it first. I said it first. You did. You did. You can get me on all of the social medias at Legal Minded Punk. And, of course, Sounders underscore Scuttlebutt is our Instagram for the show Mm -hmm. uh, where I keep sending F1 stuff and funny stuff to you, Aaron. So be sure to check in. You got it. Uh, You will find me on Twitter X. Twitter X. At A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y, Aaron Lingley. And uh, James will take it away shortly and tell you where you can find us on Twitter, the show. Uh, usually that's that's my thumbs. And I've actually been a little... Uh, I've been on it. And I've been... I realize, you know, I enjoy... I love, I love our Discord. I'm more, I'm more active on there. But it, it, it's... It's fun to be engaging. We, we, of course, do this, and I love doing this with you. Um, but I'm engaging with you until we get on our Discord. So uh, I've been active on there, so please follow us on our uh, on our Twitter, which James will tell you shortly. Take it away, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.